We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Friday edition the tailgate and we are getting set for a huge showdown in Fort Worth the Sooners haven't lost back-to-back games since 1999 they have the longest active road winning streak in the country and they take on a TCU team that's been reeling losers of three of their last four but still have the best defense statistically in the Big 12 it's Oklahoma and TCU this Saturday morning at 11 a.m and we'll get you ready over the next 40 minutes coming up You'll hear from TCU radio analyst John Denton as Toby Rowland sat down to preview the Horn Frogs. We'll go one-on-one with Ruff McNeil, Kale Gundy, and good stuff this week from Jason Kersey and the Athletic getting you ready for the game tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk to Jason a little bit about where he sees this defense going from here. But as always, I'd like to start the podcast by thanking you for listening. As always, if you don't subscribe, I encourage you to do so. You can hit up Soonersports.tv slash podcast, whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. We've got you covered at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And if you've missed any of our shows this week, I highly encourage you to check out the archives. The featured podcast with Jessica Cootie this week focuses on a piece she did on Kyler Murray. And it's pretty cool to hear some of the things that Baker Mayfield has to say about Kyler and also kind of drilling inside the head of Kyler as to what led to the decision to go ahead and say, you know what, I'll put off baseball. I want to play football and what drives him. That's available right now in our archives at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And I might also add, every Tuesday, 
You get the game plan. You'll get it all year long to get you ready for the week ahead. On Wednesdays, you get the coaches show from Rudy's that aired the night before. On Thursdays, you get the featured podcast. And then, of course, on Fridays, you get Coach's Corner from the night before and the tailgate. And a reminder, we'll have the post-game show up for you as soon as we get back. Toby Gaybikert and myself road tripping from Fort Worth. So be looking for that Saturday night sometime in the early evening. So now that all the legwork is done, let's get after it, shall we? Let's start by talking to the players. It was a long bye week. We'll get after it with Bobby Evans, Kyler Murray, but we start with Trey Norwood because it's a little bit of a different world on the defensive side of the football. Sooners getting ready for TCU. Trey Norwood joins us. Unique week because obviously a change. What's it meant for you now with Ruffin McNeil in charge? Um, you know what I mean? Uh, with the whole situation, uh, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm happy for uh, Coach Ruff. You know what I mean? It's tough seeing Coach Mike go because he was a great coach. Uh, his love for the game was, was very high and his love for us was very high. It's just one of those things that um, as players, we kind of have to just control what we can control and uh, let the uncontrollables be taken by, you know what I mean, taking care of wh whoever takes care of them. So we just have to, you know what I mean, just just go out there and prepare uh, as, as players, individual, and as, as, a, as a group and just get ready for this uh, big week versus TCU. What's that room been like this week as you prepare to go out and take on TCU and had a little bye week, a little time to refresh? What's that D-back room been like? Um, I, feel like I feel like it's kind of been – kind of been more relaxed uh, what I was saying earlier um just, just practice last week was very competitive um and just being out there on the field I feel like guys are kind of playing more as, as themselves I uh, just you know what I mean uh, having that players coach like coach ref and I just I just feel like as a as a DB room uh we know we have to we know we have to do and uh we know we know we're, we're a big part of this uh to this defense is uh to be successful, we know we have a big part of it. So I feel like we know we have to do it to go out there, and I feel like we're going to get it done. Good time for the bye week. Do you feel like this was a good week to kind of reboot? I do. I feel like I feel like the bye week was a great week, you know what I mean, coming off a tough loss like that, especially to Texas, you know what I mean? Um, I feel like the bye week kind of gave us time to, you know, to, to settle down and let let things kind of you know ease off. But like I said, uh, very competitive week last week. I uh, had a little break this weekend. Uh, I, know, I know myself pretty well as other uh excited to be back and uh, get back to work hey final thought was it kind of nice just to sit back and watch were you able to be a fan or what was saturday like for you uh, it was a little different you know what i mean uh it just like i said the first time being able to sit back and just actually watch games you know what i mean so uh like i said it was it was a great having a little bit of time off but i'm excited to be back and i uh, ready to prepare for tcu all right guys with kyler murray kyler bye week good week refreshing what was it like for you it was good. Um, like I said, you know, just get to go home, refresh, uh, you know, have spend some time with the family, uh, friends. Um, yeah, just get to go back home and just chill. It was good. Not to invade too much, but is that personal time? Talk a lot of sports with dad. You guys uh, stay away from talking football. What's that like? No, it's hard. To, it's hard not to talk about football when, you know, when you're at the house with the dad, um, especially, you know, Saturdays, you know, you're just sitting there watching all this college football. It's tough watching. Um, but, you know, for me, it's, it's I'm glad to be back. You know, we got a game this weekend, so. What did it say about this offense? And I know we're going back a ways now, but to rebound and have that fourth quarter like you guys did on Saturday, obviously this is a confident bunch, but what did that say about this team? Uh, offensively, I think it's just, you know, we, we know what we're capable of. Uh, I don't think I don't think we played up to that standard uh, all game. Um, but, yeah, like you said, the fourth quarter, I mean, like that's just what we have. You know, that's what we can do in, in spurts. You know, we, we just got to put it all together for four quarters, and you know, I think we'll be really good. But as you said, you know, for the whole team, I think that just showed, you know, what we're capable of putting up 21 points. And, you know, it's not 
to say uh, it was just all on the offense. The defense had to get the ball back. So we just got to put that together more. And with that said, how exciting was it to get back into the mix and get practices going and have a game week in front of you now? Good. I mean, this bye week was really competitive. One of our more competitive weeks of practice that we've had since you know camp. So I think it was good to you know get the juices flowing, uh, competitive uh, on competitive all week. Um, so it was a good week of practice. You now we got a game this week. We'll have a good week of practice this week. A couple more quick ones. We had Bobby Evans, and obviously that offensive line is key to everyone's success. How have you seen them progress so far this year? I think uh, you know I was talking to Coach B. They, you know he was he was saying that last game was their best game so far. So. I think you know those guys are learning to play with each other with you know a couple of new guys. Uh, obviously, you replace Ob and uh, Eric. Uh, you know we got some some you know Creed's a new guy, young guy. So I think they're playing well right now. You mentioned a good, fun, physical week, but how do you feel about where this team is now, heading into a tough challenge down in Fort Worth? Good. I think you know the mindset's ready to go. I mean, we got the week off. You know, coming off the loss, uh, I think everybody's ready to go. Well, the Sooners had a bye week. Bobby Evans Jr. joins us to recap it. First and foremost. How was the off week? Refreshing for you? A little relaxing? Yeah, it was very refreshing. I got to go home and see my family and just hang around them for a little bit of time. You know, even though you've spent quite a few years away from home here at Oklahoma, how good is that for the soul? How good is that for your mind to get some time with the family? It's, it's really good because, you know, you just kind of take your mind off football for a little bit and just focus on the family aspect of everything. And, you know, just being at home, being able to relax, kick my feet up and just, you know, kind of move around on my own time. I guess for you personally, maybe we'll ask for the team. You feel like this came at a good time with the bye week in week uh, seven as it is? Yeah, I think it did come at a really good time, actually. From that perspective now, going forward, you have TCU this weekend. I know you played in Texas last week in the Big 12. You played quite a bit. Is it fun to go back to your home state and play in Texas? Yeah, it is because, you know, I got family that's nearby, and, you know, they can come watch the games and stuff like that. Hey, speaking of family, there was a really neat OU Daily article that focused on the meanings of your tattoos, and we've talked about it quite a bit. But feed the family. Uh, obviously, with your brother and with everything that you've gone through personally, how important is that to you to kind of have that message and really live it as well. Uh, it's, it's very important because, you know, I learned it from my father. You know, you got to do whatever you can to make sure your family is fed at the end of the day. And, you know, I just kind of take that and use that in my football life. By the way, uh, there was a great feature that Jessica Cootie did on you guys uh, last year, I think it was. Your dad really never let you know how good he was at basketball when you were growing up? Right, he never did. <laughs> I never knew. I mean, he would, he, would tell, he would say he was good and people would tell me, but, like, I never really knew. That's awesome. How's Tay doing right now? Is he enjoying being able to watch you? Yeah, he's doing really good, and uh, he watches every game, so I know he's always there with me. All right, let's talk about this team, then get back to OU getting set for TCU this weekend. How do you feel about this offensive line and how it's come together? Um, I feel really good because, you know, those are my guys. Like, we, we grind together, bleed together, sweat together, cry together. I mean, that's <laughs> we're, we're a close-knit group. Yeah, and you have a true freshman there at center. But Creed's got that great attitude. He was the guy that was out there kind of leading the charges. But what have you seen from him and his maturation and his growth this year? Um, I've seen a lot. That dude, you know, he's a really strong guy, a smart kid. And, you know, he can um, – I'm glad he's the center. You know, he can – read out things, call out things, and help us. We can help him. It's, you know, we're a, we're a family. All right, so with that family mindset going forward, TCU this weekend, um, offense has really played well this season. What do you see as things you guys want to continue to improve on going forward this year? Um, obviously, you know, as an offense alignment, you know, there's always things I can do technique-wise way better as far as, like, you know, blocking and pass protection. 
But, uh, you know, just areas like that, I think I need to improve on to help this team. Hey, real quick, Bill Beatonbow, he'll never let you miss any film time, but what has he meant to keeping you guys together and that growth that you've had this year moving to the left side? He's meant a lot because, I mean, um, you know, during our meetings, you know, he's he'll give us some type of motivational speech and it just makes us want to play harder. You know, he's a great coach. Man, good stuff wrapping it up from Bobby Evans. He's he's awesome and uh, has already been projected as a high second-round pick if he de decides to go out uh, in the NFL draft according to, well, maybe I'm the only person that's reading mock drafts this early in the NFL season. But still, a uh, good, strong, solid young man. And Bill Biedenbow said that the offensive line had its best grade after the, TC, uh, after the Texas game. So heading into TCU, that offensive line is playing very well. Well, what does TCU have defensively? Let's find out. Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, caught up with TCU radio analyst John Denton earlier this week and interestingly enough, started talking about the weather because it's been a wet one this week in Fort Worth. TCU football's kind of been like our weather. You know, we've had a, we've had a foot of rain in the last week here. Oh. And I mean, it has been gloomy. It's like living in Seattle or something. It's it's been crazy and uh the frogs have been working out indoors for the last week and a half they're looking forward to saturday and getting outdoors again because and it may rain saturday it's 50 50 right now in fact i'm sitting outside because this is the first time i've been outdoors in a week i mean we are we have been drenched here but uh frogs are trying to get their wheels on and if there's a team they ought to be you know able to get jacked up for it ought to be oklahoma toby that that sooner team last year just abused the frogs twice in a row I mean, that, that, big, that performance in the Big 12 championship game, the Frogs had no answer for OU. And I think that more than anything might be the driving force to the Frogs coming out and having a decent performance. They, they're they not telling me this, but I think, you know, in, in the locker room, they ought to be saying, you know what, these guys have abused us recently. They won four straight. We, we need to show them that, you know, we still belong in the Big 12 where it comes to competing with OU. I think they'll play well. I do. Uh, speaking of that Ohio State game, nine-point lead, second half, things are looking great. Mm -hmm. That game got away, and it just seems like from that point on, they haven't been the same team. What, what, what's your assessment? What's going on with this team? Well, I think, number one, the whole month of September took a lot out of this team. I mean, you know, back at media days, we were talking, and you're, you're looking at the schedule, and you're going, wow. Uh, you know, everybody's like, boy, Ohio State, Texas back-to-back. I'll tell you what, that last game of September, Ohio, uh, Iowa State, I mean, lucky to win that one. And thank God we got those guys behind us uh, when we did. But, uh, yeah, I mean, starting with Ohio State, I mean, the Frogs played probably their best game of the year, save for four or five plays there in a course of about four minutes. That, that game got out of hand in a hurry, and the Frogs learned a valuable and tough lesson about what you can't do against really good teams. I mean, they, they made the Frogs pay for every one of those turnovers and meltdowns. And, you know, save for those plays and a couple others here and there, I mean, Frogs are about, by my count, about eight plays away from being undefeated. But as they sit now at, at three and three, people are, Frog fans are starting to wonder, you know, can they put the wheels back on and, you know, looking down the barrel of a, a schedule that's pretty tough, starting with Oklahoma this weekend, you know, can I mean, our fans now are thinking, God, can they even get to a bowl game? But you're right. That Ohio State game took a lot out of it, uh, out of the team. And then really, by halftime at Texas, they were pretty much gassed. The defense, especially against Texas, 
really got worn out because the offense uh, went to pieces. And the Frog defense, I think, was on the field for 37 minutes following a week of taking a pounding from Ohio State. And uh, really right now the best best win of the year for the Frogs was the Iowa State game because how they pulled themselves back together and, uh, frankly, how this offense scored 17 points against Iowa State, I don't know because uh, we don't have a running game right now. The offensive line has not gotten any rhythm whatsoever because everybody's beat up. It's it's uh, outside of the center, Kelton Hollins. Everybody else has been moving around from right side to left side to fill in, and it's been kind of a patchwork deal. And as a result, I don't think our running backs are running with a lot of confidence because they know there's not going to be a hole there. The mobility of Sam Ellinger gave OU a fits. Um, obviously, there's concern about that with Sean Robinson coming into this game. Great athlete. Is it 100% that he'll be at quarterback? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's uh, he's getting a lot of treatment on the shoulder, and uh, you know he's he's out at practice, and, and he's in the middle of the drills, and he's active. And I expect him to I expect him to start on Saturday. the uh, The big key is you know how well is he because you know he's obviously got a lot of a lot of capability with his feet, but he's got to be careful. And you know the thing that he hasn't learned yet, and the reason that he is injured is because. You know, he's 230 pounds, and he still has not gotten over the – or gotten it through his head that in college, everybody's big and everybody's fast. He can't take on tacklers. And he took a took a big shot against Iowa State on that left shoulder and immediately left the field. I mean, the, the two trainers took him straight to the locker room, and I thought that'd be the last we'd see of him uh, for a month. But he's a tough kid. Both of his parents are coaches, and, you know, he's, he's brought up in that suck-it-up-and-go uh, – environment at home and so far he's done it the, the, the bigger problem for him and i think for sunny Tumby going into this game is can you use his legs and be careful with it because he'll take off and run and he gets excited and he does want to he does want to run over people he can't afford to take a shot on that shoulder and the other the other thing is when they when they do throw the ball his decision making has been horrible i mean he's been racking up interceptions left and right toby i think we're i think we're last in the nation now in turnover margin i think we're minus nine and a lot of it's because he has just flat missed guys overthrown guys and in a couple of cases uh on some critical drives and spots threw it right to the other guy other team so you know it, how much can you let him run and then you know in the passing game you know how do you get his decision making better quickly and i think defenses have done a good job and i expect ruffin mcneil to give him a lot of looks that'll be confusing this weekend and that's i think that's the the cusp of this or the uh, crux of the biscuit in this game is you know how confused can ruffin mcneil and the ou defense make sean robinson because he has shown that he can misread and he can make some moves in games that uh, that end up in interceptions last question we'll let you go john i can't wait to see the chess match between uh lincoln riley and kyler murray and Gary Patterson and, and Ben Banigou. The TCU defense this year, they've been great, giving up 20 points a game. That's it. Better than last year? How do, how do you size these guys up? You know, I think from a talent standpoint, overall, uh, better than last year. They'd be no doubt better than last year if Russ Blacklock, the big defensive tackle, was available. But he's up for the season with the blown-out Achilles. This group, I call them the James Brown defense because they're the hardest-working bunch in college football, 
they've been on the field more than probably any defense in the nation this year because of the recent problems that we've had offensively. And uh, Banigou's starting to get into the groove a little bit. Uh, the linebackers are playing really well. This is a bunch that we thought was going to be pretty good, and they have been. Uh, and they and they've been playing a lot of base defense. They haven't taken a lot of chances because you know they've been playing in tight games. Gary Patterson hadn't had you know house money to play with from the standpoint of taking chances. But it'll be interesting to see um, what OU does, and I mean the, the adjustments that'll be made. You're right. I mean, for fans that are real students of the game. You know, watch TCU's defense and watch watch the different formations and things that, that the Lincoln Rally and the Sooners give uh, give TCU. And I'll tell you what, I mean, Tyler Murray is unbelievable. Watching him on video, I'll tell you the guy I think TCU's got to be really, really worried about is Calcaterra. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Mark Andrews, maybe a little faster. Uh, you know, I think he's a dangerous guy that TCU's secondary has really got to get a handle on Saturday or it could be a long day. Here's a nugget for your broadcast. Did you know Lincoln Riley went to the Gary Patterson football camp when he was in high school? Is that right? He was recruited by TCU as a safety. There you go. The the pride of Mule Shoe Texas. That's right. It's amazing. When I look at him, I think, God, can you really have graduated from high school in 2002? I mean, it's, (laughs) it's crazy. It's unbelievable. I mean, he's, you talk about a guy on a rise and, Boy, howdy, he, uh, he's done a great job, and, man, I wish I was that smart. I wish I was half that smart. He's, he's done a great job. Good stuff from John Denton. We appreciate him finding time for us on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Hey, every Thursday night on the Sooner Radio Network, we have Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind, and it was really fun this week to have Ruffin McNeil on with us. And obviously, a unique week, unique couple of weeks for Ruffin McNeil, and you can hear the whole show in our archive. I'm really pushing the archives today. You can hear our whole show in the archives at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. But I wanted to share this with you on what Ruffin said about the experience of having been in this position before. In 2007, Ruffin took over as the interim defensive coordinator at Texas Tech a couple of weeks into the season and really helped improve that defense. And he also had the interim tag whenever Mike Leach was let go and he was the head coach. And then Lincoln Riley was the offensive coordinator for Texas Tech in their bowl game against Michigan State a couple of years later. So I I, I thought this was really cool to share to kind of get his perspective, and I think I think Teddy even asked the question, how it helps having been in this situation as an interim defensive coordinator before and taking over a handful of games into the season. Being there before, Teddy, helps. Yeah. You know, uh, really on two occasions, as uh, the interim as D.C. and the interim as head coach, and both situations help uh, when it does happen unexpectedly. Uh, is to, uh, you know, always go back to, with me it is, okay, be yourself first of all. Don't get caught up in trying to be something else. Mm-hmm. And that was something I've done a long time ago is I'm a, I'm a, I will continue to be, be myself and I'll handle it. And what, what do I, for myself, like? So it, go, it does help to go back, okay, what's first? Well, let's make sure we start from s- sequence. What's first? Fundamentals, effort, fundamentals, discipline, those type things with me. Not that it wasn't there, but to make sure that, I begin there. Yeah. So the interim spot helps because you've been there before in the same type of situation. 
Uh, last time, we didn't have a bye week. We had a game that week, which oh, was. Wow. Oh, so this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, but it's the transition helps. And then what the staff, you know, Tim Kish and Gavin Thibodeau and, and Kerry Cooks and, 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 and Bob, who's been a part of staff and the graduate assistants and Coach Riley. And uh, it has been great to help that transition. Then the kids, again, it goes back to those those guys, uh, they've done a really good job of having big eyes and big ears, really, really trying to gather any knowledge they possibly could and, and everything we're telling them and, 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 and really grasping that. So we try to make sure we do a good job of that. Man, that's great stuff. He is such a fun listen. You can hear our one-on-one with Ruffin McNeil during a couple of pregame shows. It'll be on Sooner Game Day in the 10 o'clock hour on Fox Sports Oklahoma and, of course, on the pregame show. With Toby, myself, Rufus, Teddy, Gabe, and Coach Merv Johnson, sometime in the 10 o'clock hour, we sat down and went one-on-one with Ruffin McNeil. And then just one other quick cut from that show. You know, obviously, Cale Gundy is focused on the offense. He's focused on the game plan. He's focused on his insider receivers. But he's also a guy that has an incredible amount of experience living in the Sooner Nation, if you will. So we asked Kale kind of his thoughts on Ruff and what that dynamic has been like and what he's seen. Well, Ruff is one of those guys that, um, as a coach, in, in every staff has one or two guys. But when he talks, everybody listens. Um, you know, all those guys really, they really, really like Ruff. Um, you know, he's, he's, um, he, he can be very hard on those guys at times as coaching them and very firm. But he can also, you know, be a guy that's cutting jokes and making you laugh. So uh, he's, again, he's just one of those guys that they tend to gravitate to. And whenever he talks, they listen. Good stuff from Kale Gundy. Right. You know, really good stuff this week, too, in our writer's block as we catch up with Jason Kersey. I didn't have time to fit in the whole interview. But Jason had a really cool piece that he did on guys that had played for Ruffin McNeil. And when I had a chance to sit down and go one-on-one with Jason, I asked him kind of where he expected the defense to go from here and kind of his expectations and what the OU beat writer for the athletic had to say was pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of the big question. I mean, another thing that I wrote uh, last week was about Ruffin McNeil and, and um, you know, he's been in this exact position before he, he took over after a few games in the 2007 season Um after Mike, pardon me, after Mike Leach fired his defensive coordinator at Texas Tech. And so I had the opportunity to talk to a few, uh, a few players um, from that team, you know, one of which, uh, Noble's own Colby Whitlock. Um, so, you know, I'm always down for talking to Noble people. Heck yeah. Um, um, but, you know, one thing that, that those guys said is that, you know, Ruffin really came in and, and tried to make things as, as simple as possible and that, you know, one of the a linebacker from that time named Bronk Bird told me that, uh, you know, they would meet uh, on the Friday before the games at the team hotel, and Ruffin would go through everything, and if, and he would ask, you know, on every play, do you do, do you understand this? And if anybody had any hesitation about anything at all, he just tossed that out of his rep, of of the uh, of the playbook basically for that week because he didn't want guys thinking too much and. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's necessarily been a problem. Uh, I think it's possible that it has been. I mean, this is a team that um, is still making a lot of very simple mistakes, They're missing tackles. They're, you know, getting beaten coverage. They're, 
um, not creating turnovers. That's been a real problem. I mean, those are all things that I think can can uh, you you can fix by maybe just letting guys play a little bit more freely. And if Ruffin takes that tack, um, then I think there's a chance that things could get better because these guys are in the right position a lot of times. They're mm-hmm. just you know messing up once they get there. Good stuff from Jason. You can follow him at Jason Kersey on Twitter. And The Athletic is a great resource. By the way, not just for Sooner fans, but if you're like a diehard Raiders fan like me, they've got the Bay Area covered. Regardless, that's a wrap on the tailgate for this week. As always, thanks for listening. Don't forget, the post-game pod will be up as soon as we get back from our road trip from Fort Worth. So about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, hopefully on Saturday night, everything from the post-game show will be up with Toby, Teddy, Gabe, Rufus, myself, and Coach Merv Johnson, all at a click of the button at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. We'll be on the air live at 9 a.m. on the Sooner Radio Network. Find an affiliate close to you at Soonersports.com slash radio or download the TuneIn Radio app and listen anywhere for absolutely free. Everyone have a great game day and until the post-game show on Saturday night, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.